The Adam Crowley Show. Love you, 970 ESPN. It's it's Adam a- Crowley, I think it is. He's a good guy. He really is. He's a good host. I enjoyed it, you know? And now we're talking about a weekly spot on the show. And I'm just telling Adam, I better be picked. Freebies are up. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Steelers outside linebacker Bud Dupree was asked what the Steelers would do if they won the Super Bowl in terms of going to the White House. What he said was, quote, there ain't no reason to go where you're not welcome, end quote. Here's thinking the Steelers won't be welcome because they won't be good enough. Because they can't play defense. Because they haven't done enough to improve it. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. My wife's birthday is in eight days, and I hold in my hand her gift. Eight days before I usually pick it up. Yeah! I'm on top of stuff right now, baby! Got my wife for gift. Made some dinner reservations. It's over a week away. Usually I stress about it. Now, no need. But you don't care about that. What you do care about, or maybe not, is the Washington Capitals beating all up on the Vegas Golden Knights last night. I say you might not care because... The TV ratings have gone down with every passing game the Capitals have won. Every game the Capitals have won, Penguins fans are slipping further and further down the list in the TV ratings. They were third, then they were fourth, then they were fifth, and now they are sixth. Hmm. Maybe, just maybe, Penguins fans were watching to see Las Vegas beat up on Washington. Mike Darnay, some Penguins blog Twitter douche, tweeted out a picture of the Capitals crowd outside their arena last night and said, quote, Sorry, Penguins fam, but if your reaction to seeing this kind of stuff happening in D.C. is anything but, man, I'm so glad other cities get to enjoy what we've gotten to enjoy, then we're not, then we're on opposite sides of things. It's no big deal to me, literally, end quote. F that. You know what that is? Tim Benz put it best. It's an attempt to pander and seem enlightened to the Twitter community. Look how accepting I am of other hockey cultures. He's not the only one who has shared that sentiment, which is so freaking backwards to me. Let's make this clear. If you're a Penguins fan that's rooting for the Capitals or enjoying their excitement, you ain't good enough of a Penguins fan, period. Do Steelers fans root for the Ravens to win the Super Bowl? Uh, Go Ray Lewis, woo! Do they say, I'm so happy they get to enjoy this? F no. F that. That's not how sports work. If West Virginia wins on a Saturday in football, I feel great about that. I'm pounding beers. I'm having a great old day. But if Pitt wins, my day, no lie, gets a little bit worse. Now, I don't usually have to worry about that, but uh, my day gets a little bit worse. Rivalries are supposed to matter. If you think the Capitals are the Pens' rival, then you can't be happy about this. At all. Not in any aspect. It's cool to see Ovechkin happy. He deserves it. But it doesn't mean I have to like it. Doesn't mean I have to like to see Tom Wilson win the championship. Doesn't mean I like to see all the red-clad jackals outside the arena screaming and jumping up and down. This does add to the rivalry, though. 
it legitimizes it more. If the Caps win, then they get closer to the Penguins' level. They'd have beaten the Pens en route to the Cup. The other reason that this is done, and I can see right through you, darn it, is to put up a wall so that Capitals fans can't talk junk on you after they win the Cup. I know this because I'm good at it. I have friends from college that are Rangers fans, Capitals fans, Flyers fans, and before every series, I say, ah, I think you guys are going to win this one. Even if I don't believe it, I say it. Ah, I think it's time. Got a buddy who's a Devils fan, and he's a douche. Love him, but he's a douche. And every time the Penguins are about to play the Devils, I text him, ah, I don't think the Pens are playing well enough to win right now. Just because I don't want to hear it. So I get it. Because I hedge it. If the Penguins win the series, I act like a douche. If the Penguins lose the series, I can say, I never thought they had a shot. I become bulletproof. And that's part of it here. Penguins fans are already lining up their tail of the tape. Crosby's got three cups, two cunts, mites, blah, 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 blah. Ovechkin's just got one, blah, 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 blah. If the Capitals win the cup, and they look like they will, don't set up the defense mechanisms. Don't pull the we-got-five card. Take it on the chin. They won. The Penguins didn't. Don't be a baby-back bitch about it. Stop building your walls. This is like the doctor telling you, this is going to hurt. It sucks. It is going to hurt, but it's happening. And you know what? They've earned it. So take it on the chin. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Not hearing much from the anti-Murray contingent right now, are we? Where are you guys at? Where are all you flurry lovers at? Side note, since I bought three player tees of Marc-Andre Fleury from Dick's that we could wear in the cheese tees, Vegas hasn't looked very good. You could pin it all on us. I love Marc-Andre Fleury. He helped the Penguins win the Cup three times. He's a great man. He's a great ambassador to the game of hockey. But since he left, I'm Team Murray. Because I was always, I'm Team whatever gives the Penguins the best chance to win. I care about the franchise more than any one player. Penguins fans are splitting the factions. Team Geno, Team Sid, Team Murray, Team Flurry. Enough of that. Although, wait. Nope, still don't hear you guys screaming from Team Flurry right now. Unless you're screaming in agony. Why would that be? Oh, yeah. He's got an 845 save percentage in the cup final. That's why. Am I happy about that? No. But that's the fact, Jack. Did the Penguins make the right decision now? Spoiler alert. Yeah, they always did. Flurry's cup final appearance doesn't change that fact. It does, however, shut the narrative up, which I love. By the way, how's Reeves looked the last couple of games? The Knights are going to suffer the same fate as the Penguins. They're going to lose the eventual cup champion Washington Capitals. Can you calm down about the Broussard trade now? Can you calm down about Reeves not being here? Can you calm down about Cole not being here? Can you calm down about Marc-Andre Fleury not being here? All those players, every single one of them, lost to the Washington Capitals en route to their championship. Even the great Ian Cole. Cole and Fleury and Reeves and your Pittsburgh Penguins all fell to Washington. We spend so much time focusing on what's wrong with the Penguins. Why can't they win? Why didn't this go right? Why didn't that go right? And sometimes you're just not as good as the other team. Washington suffocated the Penguins in Game 6. 
Washington has suffocated the Las Vegas Golden Knights. They're better than the Penguins. They're better than everyone right now. It surprised me. But it doesn't mean that the Penguins were flawed. Maybe they were a little tired. Maybe they were a little banged up. But maybe Washington's just that good. As I said, Pittsburgh, take it on the chin. Move on. Next year's next year. And let's see how the rivalry grows. And let's see where the Penguins go. And let's see how this thing winds up. I told you the NFL screwed up when they made that half-baked, stupid-ass policy about not kneeling for the national anthem. Here's a reminder of the new NFL policy concerning anthem protest, and just bear with me for a second here. It was broken down into six categories. One, all team and league personnel on the field shall stand and show respect for the flag and anthem. Two, the game operations manual will be revised to remove the requirement that all players be on field for the anthem. Three, personnel who choose not to stand for the anthem may stay in the locker room or in a similar location off the field until after the anthem has been performed. Four, a club will be fined by the league if its personnel are on the field and do not stand and show respect for the flag and the anthem. Five, each club may develop its own work rules consistent with the above principles regarding its personnel who do not stand and show respect for the flag and the anthem. And six, the commissioner will impose appropriate discipline on league personnel who do not stand and show respect for the flag and the anthem. Here's what President Donald Trump had to say about it on Twitter.com. Quote, the Philadelphia Eagles football team was invited to the White House. Unfortunately, only a small number of players decided to come, and we canceled the event. Staying in the locker room for the playing of our national anthem is as disrespectful to our country as kneeling, sorry, exclamation point, end quote. That is Donald J. Trump. Donald doesn't believe in compromise. Well, that and the NFL's half-baked policy is blown up in its face the way that I thought it would. Trump was going to use this to his advantage. When the new policy came out, he said he didn't agree that players should be in the locker room at all and suggested that players don't stand for the anthem shouldn't be in this country. Donald's either stupidly or brilliantly conflating two issues here. The Eagles were reportedly only going to send 10 people to the White House to be honored by the president. Donald had his feelings hurt. So he's made it about the national anthem instead of what it's actually about, which is players not wanting to show up at the doorstep of a man who called them sons of bitches. At any rate, the NFL gave the president ammunition to use for his agenda, just like me, Adam Richard Crowley, said he would. My middle name's Dick. The league was looking for compromise, but you can't compromise with this man. You need to either stand up to him or you need to do as he says. The NFL did neither. According to some reports, there are NFL players that are considering demonstrating during the anthem next year that would not have had the NFL not adopted this policy. There are also reports that indicate that some players may boycott games altogether. I don't believe the latter is going to happen. But the whispers mean that the NFL missed the mark big time in its attempt to compromise. NFL players are pissed because they're set up to be the villains if they have to run out of the tunnel just after the national anthem is played. Donald Trump and his faction is pissed because all players won't be standing for the national anthem. The NFL owners were so scared of the backlash from the president that they rushed into a solution that was not a solution. They came up with a policy just so that they could say that they came up with a policy. And now they are right back where they started with the president of the United States declaring war on the Philadelphia Eagles in the National Football League. Is this an episode of Veep? 
When this all went down initially, I was furious with the league because I said that the first Sunday of the season will now be marred. Who sits? Who kneels? Who remains in the locker room? What other kinds of protests will there be? Then Trump would have tweeted about it, and bang, we'd be right back in the same place again. But I underestimated the president's ability to spin his agenda. We need not wait for week one of the NFL season, because here we are in June, and he's found a way to rally his base against the league. As I said before, this was a sleeping dog. There should, they should have let it lay. By the end of the season, not even 10 players were kneeling for the anthem. That number would have been lower, IMO, when the season kicked off. Had the league left better off alone, then Trump would still be pissed about the Eagles not showing respect, but it wouldn't have been conflated with the anthem issue. The owners, and being so damn afraid of Trump, came up with a solution that wasn't a solution for any of the parties at play. Their pandering to the president fell short, and now they've got a huge problem on their hands again. The station across the street's talking about this topic, but they're doing it the way that they always do. If your team wins the championship, would you want to see them go to the White House? Vote yes or no. And you read the Twitter responses, and it just falls down the party line. That's all it is. Are you a Republican or are you a Democrat? Well, here you go. That's it. That's all that comes from that conversation. I'm not interested in that conversation. What I'm interested in, though, is the conversation that this question is bore from. Why is there such reverence for a building the White House? Why is there such reverence for a piece of cloth, the flag? I can love this country and not want to go to the White House. I can love this country and not stand at attention for the flag. Those of you who disagree, that's fine. You don't want to go to the White House? You don't want to stand for the flag? I understand. But I tend to care about humanitarian issues. I care to care about people. People matter more to me than brick and mortar. People matter more to me than fabric. But for a lot, I suppose that's not the case. Coming up next, we'll find out if that is the case for Will Graves from the Associated Press. He'll talk to us about the president, the Eagles, not the band, and the Capitals. Because he grew up a Washington fan. It's a Crowley show, ESPN Pittsburgh. Take it on the chin. They won. The Penguins didn't. Don't be a baby back bitch about it. Baby back bitch. Baby back bitch. It's a big ass robot. Our next guest, Will Graves, tweeted out about to hop on Adam Crowley. You and the FCC have been warned. I hope that you're meant to say that you're hopping on the show. You're not hopping on me. Not today, at least. I hope not. It's been a month of gluttony. Probably wouldn't feel real good for a young Adam Crowley at the moment if the old fat dad bod Will Graves hopped on. Oh, no. Is Will Graves putting on some pounds? Um, Putting away some beer and some burgers and not working out so much. I think uh, it's an uphill battle, man. I'm 43, and I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm kind of good right now. I was wondering at what point you just give up. And for me, that has not happened yet. If I'm if I'm eating very well, I'm not working out, and if I'm working out, I'm eating terribly. So at least I've got that going for me. But I have not yet given up yet. Well, I would say it's more a calculated thing. So like last year, I ran the Pittsburgh Half Marathon, right? And I ran thirty-ish miles a week, thirty-plus miles a week for eight nine months, and my weight stayed the same. And then I stopped 
and my weight didn't change. I think I gained two pounds in like six months. So I was like, well, why am I working out so much? Um, <laughs> the, 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 the problem here is though, my son, my, who just turned on a couple weeks ago, he's been skin and bones his whole life. And the last six months has gotten a little bit of heft on him. And he looks, he, he does like girl on his little travel baseball team. When they do pushups as penalty, like he does girl pushups. Nice. It's kind of embarrassing. I've been working with him on it and I realized that dad doesn't do pushups. So, you know, maybe I should not be a little hypocritical for me to be on him about that. So first, we're both trying to get out of girl push-up territory here. Well, and let's not call them girl push-ups, okay, Graves? Let's talk. Let's call them weak person push-ups. Because <laughs> you could be, you could be weak. You could be weak as a man or a woman, okay, Will? And that's and why are we assigning gender roles to anything anymore? Okay, I, I can I well, cannot believe I mean, you would do that's this. A, that's, a, that's you're right, and you're absolutely right. Your your millennials is owning my gender bias, so I appreciate it. Thanks for that. <laughs> Will Graves from the Associated Press joins me here on the Crowley Show. I knew the NFL done screwed this up, man. They didn't appease anybody, not the players, not the president. So why make a policy to begin with? It was just a waste of time. This whole thing is a waste of time. And you know what? The ability of so few to lie so effectively to so many for so long is infuriating. And, you know, the, the, the NFL should not try to dip its toe into politics. It did, and it somehow managed to screw it up. I mean, you and I, look, we've been talking about this for a while now. I firmly believe that the league should have just said, did what the NBA did and said, you know what, you got to stand. Period. And those guys have found other ways to effectively, you know, uh, get protest. I mean, look what LeBron has done. LeBron is a master at it. You know, after the Trayvon Martin stuff, he had the heat pose in the hoodie. After the the guy in, uh, in Missouri, they had the I can't breathe T-shirts. I mean, it's not the only way that you can protest. And, and the players know this. I mean, and players, let's be honest, I mean, this is not a player's problem. Okay, this is not. The players are, but it's one of those deals where if you work for some, a private company, that company can institute its policies and you have to abide by them. Or you don't have to work there. It's not your right to work there. It's not. Okay, as much as I respect Colin Kaepernick, it's not his right to work in the NFL. If it's bad for business, if somebody signs him, they're not going to sign him. Is it fair? No, but it's legal, and there's a difference. And and Trump's ability to, like, absolutely just come up with BS and get millions of people to believe it, millions of of generally well-meaning people who just want their football without a side of politics, just go along for the ride. Well, Will, it's just it's infuriating, and I'm done anyway. Sorry, go no, ahead. no. The, the reason that the uh, Philadelphia Eagles uh, aren't there, the reason that the president of the United States says they're not there, is because they were uh, they're protesting, right? So he doesn't want to have them there because they are protesting, even though not one of them did protest at all at any point last year. And and if you look at it, and I think one of the players, uh, one of the Eagles, said it. You know, if if you take the the title out of out of the president's name. Okay, and you make it Donald. If Donald Trump, private citizen, had, hey, oh man, I, you know, I want the Eagles to come over and party at my, you know, go to Mar-a-Lago for a, a, a Super Bowl celebration. I let, you know, fly Eagles fly, and uh, this pattern of behavior, past behavior, had been well established and outed, and people didn't go. People would be like, well, of course they didn't go. The guy's an idiot, or he's a sexist, or he's, or he's a xenophobe, or whatever, and everybody would have no problem with the players. It's just weird when you get him in the most important political office in the world, it makes it messy. And 
You know, it's just and people just lap it up. You saw what Fox News did. I mean, they they used B roll of of Eagles players actually praying, not during the national anthem, and and use that to as oh this is here are the Eagles you know protesting which was crap because they didn't do it, but people believe it. And that's the part that like drives me nuts these days. Nobody takes time to. It doesn't. Not nobody, but few, few, fewer and fewer people seem to take time to actually figure out something, to read something. They take too much, too many things at face value, and you just can't do that. And that's. But that's how you win elections. So, it's just it just pisses me off. Yeah, Will Graves, Associated Press, joining me here on the Crowley Show. Uh, I've never understood why I have to have reverence for a, a man that I didn't vote for in the first place. Uh, I, I don't understand why. Well, well, not reverence, but respect. Like, I, like why do I have respect- to? Res- why do I-, I can respect the office? I don't have to respect the man. And if the- I don't approve of the man that's in there, then why the hell do I have to go? Why is it some big insult? It's I know. A- I I'm glad. To, I'm glad that as a team they decided not to go. Yes. Because you know, that would have been worse. That would have been worse. That would have been like I don't know a football team that can't seem to decide decide whether it wants to come out for the anthem or not, and then screws it up, and then ends up having a, a, a decorated veteran standing by himself saluting the flag while they're standing in a tunnel 30, 30 feet away. You know, I mean, at least the Eagles were all on board for this together, and that's a good thing. I mean, hell, I, I, you know what, I go to the sports book as soon as it opens here and put some money, on, some money down for them to repeat. Whoa! Will Graves, well, I don't think it counts as a repeat anymore, because if you don't go to the White House, then you're not really Super Bowl champs. I mean... <laughs> That's what I hear. I think I read that. You're right. I think I read yeah. that somewhere. At least I won't... It'll, it'll be fake news. You know, the, the 120 million that watched it will watch fake news, because they didn't actually go for some stupid ceremony where you... I mean, like, I remember... Like, I grew up in the D.C. suburbs. I would watch this stuff all the time, you know? I mean... Ronald Reagan, the Redskins would win, and Ronald Reagan would get a jersey and a football, and he'd throw some pass, and he'd have, you know, five seconds of canned banner with Joe Gibbs or whoever, and everybody went about their business, and it was no big deal. It's, it's, why does it, why can't it just be that? You know, why can't it just be, this is sort of stupid, but hey, we get to go to the White House, give the president a jersey, you know, get a pin and get out of there. I don't understand why it's become this thing, but that's because, it's not because of the players. It's not because of the players, because guess what? Players have been had various political viewpoints for since pro sports have been invented. I think this is totally invented by the political side of the spectrum. It's stupid. It's just stupid. It's needless. There's so much real crap going on these days. Like this fake stuff is just. I mean, I'm literally. Well, you and I are talking, okay? Like right before you call me up, I'm watching um, testimony, congressional testimony about the gymnastics scandal, okay? And who knew what when. And, and what they did and what they didn't do and how, how big was the circle. And these are the people that I've known personally for the last seven years. And some of them are they're trying to do the right thing, and some of them are pleading the fifth because their ass is in litigation and they can't say anything. Okay? And now we got the president of the United States. While these, you know, while these congressional leaders are out there, basically it's a dog and pony show, okay? The woman, this woman, a friend of mine got fired two and a half weeks ago because she said, I'm going to go talk to Congress and try to help move us forward. Whereas the guy that hired her who was fired 18 months ago said, I'm pleading the fifth. When we got, we got congressional leaders sort of, you know, shaming them publicly. That's all this is. And we got the president shaming the Philadelphia Eagles publicly for what? 
Well, and I, I mean, it's stupid. Well, and I think uh, a large part of this is deflection. I, I think that he's a little bit smarter than some people will give him credit for. Uh, in that th- he does, I don't think he gives two rips about the uh, patriotism of the Philadelphia Eagles, but he gives a bunch of rips about the quote-unquote patriotism of all the people who are following him to the voting booths. Uh, how about social people security? People that are that are too big to people that are in some ways, and it, you know, are too often taking what he says as gospel. When you know, look, all politicians lie. He's just more effective at it than some others. Okay. Yes. I mean, so let's not pretend that he that he's the first politician that ever stood up there. And, and look, I voted for Bill Clinton twice. And if it, you should sit there, if I don't sit back and think about it, ooh, man, there was some stuff back in the day. I probably should have probably should have read my New York Times a little more closely, read my Associated Fake Press news. a little more closely. Fake news. You know, I mean, I'm with it. I mean, I get it. But it's you're right. It's uh, drives me nuts, man. It just drives. It just. I, I, you should. If you're a fan, you should be. And Rage, it's funny. Like you know, all my buddies back home, they're they're caught up in cap fever. Hell, my my seventy four year old redneck stepfather who grew up in St. Mary's County, which is an hour south of DC. And when I was a kid, never once, never one time said, Hey, what's the score of the Caps game? When I would watch the Penguins kill the Capitals in the playoffs every year, literally sat down with me the other day. Uh, Cause they were visiting for the weekend. And he goes, Hey man, when's that hockey game? What's, what's icing? Like during the game, like what's icing? What, what happens when you, when you get a talent, right? But that's the band, like, so they're getting, they're getting into that stuff and I'm happy for them, but I'm looking at the big picture here from 250 miles away and I'm like, what a mess in general. Well, like I can't get excited about the Caps because there's so much other stupid crap going on. Uh, Will, I think the Capitals winning the Stanley Cup is the biggest story going on in the entire world right now. So I do want to ask you a couple of questions about sure. that. Uh, there's nothing more important, certainly, going on in Washington D.C. than what the Capitals are doing. Uh, I would say, according to NBC Sports uh, PR, every email, every email on the ratings, every single email on the ratings that NBC PR sends out says highest rated Stanley Cup in three years. Well, you know what Just I love, Will. You know what I love is that. With every passing Capitals win and the more success they've had, Pittsburgh's ratings just continue to drop. Uh, Pittsburgh does not want to see Washington win this thing. It's hilarious. And I get it, but the ratings in Pittsburgh go down with every time the Capitals are successful. And I think that's fine. As you pointed out, it's okay to not want your rival to win, even if they're due. Even after 45 years, they you know the blind squirrel gets the nut for once. I mean, I get it. I get it. I, like The Cowboys have not won, they won, what, two playoff games in... Long 20 time. years, yeah. 25, whatever it is, and I'd be fine if they won another 120 winning two games. You know, so I mean, I get it. But anyway, you, did you have, would you, are you going to ask me a hockey question? I uh, apologize. No, there was no hockey question. Uh, it was just a, it was a conversation okay. that we were having. and We were? Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't know if I was ranting or No, ranting well, or look, we, we go back and forth, a little rant here, a little rant there. We bring you on to rant, Will Graves. That's what the people uh, want. They want to hear That's from true. you. They want the opinions. Even about gymnastics. They want opinions. I don't want gymnastics, though, so we'll leave that All to right, the we'll side. Talk about it. oh, it's not important. You know, Not as important as what's going on in Washington. <laughs> and it's just not important at all. I mean, it is interesting to, you know, like, I saw somebody, I, the fan hate's a little interesting. You know, I mean, it is a much larger metropolitan area, okay? Um, do I think there's a lot of bandwagon fans? Yes, my 74-year-old redneck stepfather would be evidence as such. When you see the sea of people outside the arena last night, which is, you know, at least my anecdotally looks significantly larger than what we saw outside the arena here and, and Market Square during the last two cup runs. No that's way, man. No of, way. It's not a slam no way, Pittsburgh. Man. It's not a slam no way, Pittsburgh. man. There's just literally more people. No there. way, man. 
No, I just leave it. Who doctored that photo for you? Is it Spicer? Did Spicer doctor the photo for you? You're you're sounding like uh, you're sounding like uh, our friend Richie Walsh, who like no. I after the the pen parade uh, said there was what four hundred fifty thousand two years ago. There's no way that Cavs get more than that. The Cavs had like one point <laughs> one million people. I mean, like it's like it's okay. Like don't be offended. Like having them people worse than them doesn't mean that your team sucks. I mean it's it's okay. Like it, I think that I firmly believe that Pittsburgh fans are far more. Uh, at least now, because it's been ten years, ten to twelve years of this, uh, or twenty-five for them, if you take out the early O's. Um, Penguins fans much more loyal, much more demonstrative, much more knowledgeable, much more outgoing. Um, of course, they have reason to be when you win five cups. Sure. Well, and, um, and that's kind of what I wanted to get into a little bit. Will I'm going to do this coming up at five o'clock? I don't mind bandwagon fans ever, 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 ever. Sports need bandwagon fans to thrive. It really does. Uh, whatever sport it is, 2013, the Buccos. I had season tickets for most of my childhood with the Pirates, and I never saw that place filled. I never saw that place have the energy it did during the wild card game. But I love the fact that it did have energy because a lot of people said, you know what, I'm going to believe in this team right now. I think most fan bases have that dynamic. I think all fan bases have that dynamic. And, and I think every major sports league, and it doesn't even have to be like team sports. I mean, it can be NASCAR or whatever. I mean, it's that fringe casual fan. That's the one you're trying to get because you're yep. never going to lose, you know, your whatever you consider your bases for hockey. I mean, let's be honest, the ratings are what five and a half million for the finals. Uh, let's say out of that, let's say four million is sort of their baseline. So they're never going to lose that. It's sort of like the president or any politician whenever they get elected is not going to lose it, no matter what. I mean, if this is not the president. This is pretty much any elected official. Even if they lose the re-election, they're still going to get their 35 40%. Right? right, the straight ticket voter. Right. So, for me, it, it, this is this is very much a chance for the league to, you know, the NHL, the ratings are up a little bit. There is a little bit more ancillary interest. Does that carry over, you know, next year for the Capitals? Or for the, I think Vegas is probably going to have a honeymoon period for five-ish years off of this, uh, regardless of kind of how it goes, but... You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think you know. I, I used to cover NASCAR. NASCAR wanted for ten years had a really good boom period where they did grab casual fans' interest. You had Dale Jr. and and, and Gordon and, and Tony and 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 uh, he killed JJ guy. and all that stuff. And now, like my buddy was up, uh, Dan Gelson, my good buddy, AP writer in Philly, was covering the race in Pocono, and he's like, "Man, this sport is dying. There's nobody here." And they get the right, like the sport overexpanded. They couldn't. Think, they had too many races in too many places. Wait a second. 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 Here, you're telling me that NASCAR is not as popular as it's been at the same time that Donald Trump gets elected. Agree. I absolutely. I mean, the proof how the hell the, did that happen? The proof is in the TV ratings, and the proof is in the attendance, which they don't even release anymore. Okay, I mean, it, it just is. I mean, I, I, I did it regularly from 2007 through two, 2010. I do a half dozen, dozen races a year. I travel, whatever, and it would be packed and it'd be crazy. And now it's like, eh, it's a shoulder shrug. I think because they, they overexpanded. I mean, that's, and I think that's what the NHL is, is thinking about. I mean, are, you know, when they add Seattle in two years, is that going to be too many teams? People are going to be complaining about the watered down product. I mean, I think it's going to be one of those things where, you know, is it sustainable, or do you try to cater to your base? I mean, I think that's the NHL has that problem now. When you look at how they legislate hitting, 
You know, I mean, there were some, uh, there were some ugly, not ugly, ugly stuff, but just kind of like, if I'm new to the sport and I'm watching that stuff at the end of the game last night, I'm like, eh, how do I feel about this? I don't know. I mean, as a fan, I kind of loved what Oshie did when he set up, uh, Kepney's goal, when he basically stopped and, you know, like stopped at a The reverse check. I don't know how the hell that's not interference, but yeah. I mean, I, well, I mean. Yeah, I'll tell you what. But I mean, like, I, but that's the thing. If you're in the league, what do you want? Do you want that at the end of your game or do you want, and all the stuff with Reeves and Wilson, I mean, where, do, you, do you cater to the side of the sport that, that has been there that is your hardcore fan that wants that, or do you try to do away with that stuff and expand, maybe expand your base? Because people are getting a little more, and rightfully so, getting a little more sensitive to, man, do I really want guys taking shots to the head like that? Is that what I really want to watch? And I think that that, that's, I think that's NHL is not the only sport that has that, but that's just an example. Like that's the struggle. You try to expand and make, try to maybe make more money, increase your revenue stream, or do you try to double down and make sure that the people that you have now, you keep the generation after this and then generation after that. Well, all I've got to say, Graves, is that we got to work on a way to have you stop expanding. Okay, so <laughs> we're you and me. We're gonna go running together. We're gonna figure this out. We're gonna get Will Graves lean again. How about that? We'll put that on a hat. Make Will Graves lean maybe again. Maybe I'll get. Cam- Again, that'd be a quick way to do it. See ya. <laughs> Bye. I hope that doesn't happen. What a terrible thing to say. He said it about himself. Huh. Up next. More quotes from NFL players, more quotes from the White House on what went down as just a disaster today with the Eagles not showing up and Eagles fans that weren't really Eagles fans being at the White House. It was bizarre, but that is delightful for this show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Americans are always on the move. They're in the car or at the office or working around the house. Americans refuse to sit still. So how do you connect with all those moving targets? Easy with radio. Radio reaches 93% of Americans every week. More than Google, Facebook, and even television. Because, hey, it's time to sit around and watch TV. So when you want to connect with all those constantly moving adults, teens, and millennials, get to iHeartMedia.com and put AMFM Radio to work for your company. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that the cancer diet's the diet you want to to do to get healthy. What I think you want to do is just work out, eat three healthy meals a day, maybe six six small meals. You know, try to cut out the sugar. Then you're okay. I gotta help. Great. I don't like where his mind is, man. I don't like where his head's at. Don't. <laughs> A Florida woman says she's found Jesus in a horseshoe crab shell. I clicked the picture, and it looks like a horseshoe crab shell with Osama bin Laden inside. I think she missed the boat on that one a little bit. I mean, I guess Jesus is in the eye of the beholder. But it looked more like Osama than Jesus to me. And look, let me be honest here. I mean, we I don't know what Jesus looks like. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I don't mean for that to be offensive. It is kind of looks like Osama bin Laden. You know, before he died, and they threw him in the ocean. 
uh, with the long beard. What do you think that that really means, though, lady? You think you see Jesus in a crab shell when you're going to heaven? Like, you think that crab shell's got healing powers? Give it a rest. Jesus did not mean for you to find that crab shell. It's just a crab shell. I hope she ate the crab. That's all I have to say. Can you eat horseshoe crab? Wish Brian were here. He would know. Got this text from my friend who's traveling Europe. We haven't heard from him in like a week and a half. Where'd you go, man? What's going on? He said, been to Vienna and Prague and Zwackau and Dusseldorf and Amsterdam and Hamburg and Copenhagen and Stockholm and Oslo and Flam. Half those are made up, right? Like Flam and Oslo. Never heard of them. Doesn't exist. We're going to teach you about Morocco coming up in a few minutes as we're still determining which teams to root for in the World Cup since the United States is not in it. There's no Ireland. There's no Italy. So all my blood has been ousted. Therefore, we look for new blood. Is Morocco the team? We'll get to that coming up in a few minutes. Tori Smith has been very vocal on social media about... Donald Trump not wanting the Philadelphia Eagles to go to the White House. He said this after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Quote, for me, it's not just about politics. If I told you that I was invited to a party by an individual I believe is sexist or has no respect for women, or I told you that this individual has said offensive things toward many minority groups, this individual also called my peers and friends sons of bitches, you would understand why I don't want to go to that party. Why is it different when the person has the title of President of the United States, and quote, he's spot on there. As far as I'm concerned, well, Adam, you have to respect the office of president. Just because the guy's a president doesn't make him a good person. And the great thing about this country is the president of the United States, you can say whatever you want about him. You can. You got freedom of speech. You don't have to go talk to him if you don't want to go talk to him. He's not a dictator. He's not going to chop your hands off or cut your tongue out if you don't wind up going. So why do I have to go if he's just another bad person who's sitting in some ivory tower? Very literally, Trump Tower. It's made of ivory. FYI, not one Philadelphia Eagle knelt down during the National Anthem this year. Not one. One did in preseason, but he didn't count because he didn't make the team. The Eagles decided to take the high road here. Here's what their Twitter account said. Quote, it has been incredibly thrilling to celebrate our first Super Bowl championship. Watching the entire Eagles community come together has been an inspiration. We are truly grateful of all the support we have received, and we're looking forward to our preparations for the 2018 season. And quote, didn't mention it at all. That's not playing politics. That is taking the high road. That's not feeding into what the president's doing. Meanwhile, I think the Pittsburgh Penguins have kind of been used. Remember when they went and visited the president? There's Jake Gensel. Gunsel. Chris Letang. Tanger. I think they used, he used the Penguins. Here's what they tweeted out today. Quote, we've had many championship teams recently at the White House, including the Chicago Cubs, Houston Astros, Pittsburgh Penguins, New England Patriots, Alabama and Clemson, national champions, and many others. And, quote, look, here's the deal. The Penguins did not make a political statement by going, and I was on the side of them going the entire time. If you want to go, go. If you don't want to go, don't go. But 
What I did say is that at some point, the Penguins were going to be used as part of his agenda. And we saw that happen now. We saw Donald Trump just there mention the Penguins as one of the teams that does go, making it seem like they are trying to serve his agenda, when the reality is they were just going to the White House because that's what every hockey team ever has done. Pittsburgh Penguins at the White House. The Pittsburgh Penguins. Jake Gensel was there. Jake Gensel. Where's Jake? Chris Letang. Tanger. Evgeny Malkin. Evgeny Malkin. Where's his Jenny? Where is it? I figured he'd at least have gotten the Russian right. Yeah. Want to learn about Morocco, peeps? Check out my Twitter poll, at underscore Adam Crowley. Morocco, baby. The capital of Morocco is rabbit. Not bunny, but rabbit. Morocco is one of the world's largest producers of illicit hashish. I love a good hashish. Damn. Do you know what hashish is? No. It's marijuana product. You didn't know that? I love a good hashish. You don't know what hashish is? I didn't know what that was. Well, then you nailed it. (laughs) I mean, you very much do like, but you do like hashish. I know you do. In Morocco, it is estimated that there is one dentist for every 800,000 residents. And the standard treatment for a toothache is extraction. Dear God. It's one of the it's one of its major sources of income for families in Morocco's northern rift region is cannabis cultivation. That's marijuana, Tom. Morocco is the largest processor and exporter of sardines in the world. Traditionally, the liver, not the heart, is considered to be the symbol of love in Morocco. Ah, my beating liver. In Morocco, very few citizens have private baths, and a ritual purification of the body is essential before Muslims can perform prayers, so many Moroccans bathe at the public Haman bath. Doesn't sound so bad. I kind of like Morocco. Yeah. It's a little weird. It's out there for a country, but... If I was stuck in Morocco for 10 years, I don't think I'd have that bad of a time. My father-in-law loves sardines, but I think unless you're my father-in-law, the only way you like sardines is if you've consumed a lot of hashish. I think there's a correlation there. Coming up next, are bandwagon fans really that bad? And I'm not going to root for the Washington Capitals, no matter what Twitter vigilantes say. It's a Crowley Show. Hi, Tom Bodet. Ever notice how some places use fancy words just to make things more expensive? Like calling anything handmade craft or using aioli when they just mean mayonnaise. Well, at Motel 6, expensive words aren't really our thing. Our thing is clean, comfortable rooms at a great low price. So you can get a good night's sleep that leaves you feeling as fresh as that massage kale salad. I'm Tom Bodet for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Would you bathe with me if... Would you bathe with me, I guess, is the question. <laughs> That's the question. That's it. I mean, if I had to, I guess. Yeah. If that many people are bathing in the same... It's filthy water, Yeah, you right? can't actually oh, be getting clean. No one's clean, getting clean right? after no. the first three people. No. Because guys pee in there all the time. Question, have you ever peed in a pool? Oh, all the time. What's What's best is at the beach when you're in the pool is drinking all day and peeing every single time. You don't have, have to get up. Have you ever aquaplopped? What's an aquaplop? It's when you take a dump in the ocean. 